BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost my turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show, Thursday edition of the program. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us as we roll closer towards the holidays. We have got more polling data out that, if it is accurate, is debilitating to Joe Biden and very positive for Donald Trump. We are three months and a day from the Iowa caucuses, three months and a day, third a month and a day is what I should have said. A month and a day, 31 days basically, from all of you out there getting an opportunity to see the first votes cast. And those of you that are listening in Iowa have an opportunity to be a part of that. Where do we think we are in Iowa? The ongoing fallout of Israel and Hamas. There's a really interesting piece uh, that is up analyzing why the New York Times lost its way by the former New York Times uh, editorial page head. Uh, All of that is going to be really interesting, I think, to break down. But, Buck, I want to start with a couple of things. One, we'll get into this a little bit later. Big thesis, there's no way Donald Trump is on trial March 4th. I did a deep dive. I read everything. Um... Jack Smith is in real trouble. And we talked about this. I think you could go back. We've continued to set the odds. The one that was the most off, and I like him, remember when Alan Dershowitz came out and said all four of these are going to be completed? And I was like, wait a minute, what? Well, that was great, too, because I was like, Clay, because you were saying that you thought none. I was like one or two. I'm like, Clay, Dershowitz says all four. And you were basically saying, all due respect to Dershowitz, that's insane. And then 24 hours later, Dershowitz was like, actually, none of them are happening. Yes. So, so if I were setting, I think I varied, uh, that you guys can check the, uh, the overall transcript as the different news has come in. I think I got up to one and a half setting the over under. That is the either one or two would happen. And I kind of finessed it at one and a half. I came back to one. I'm now at a half. So if you told me right now you have to gamble, how many completed trials will there be? 
of the four outstanding criminal trials pending against Donald Trump by election day November. That is, we've completed the trial. There's been a result. The jury's come back. I would now go buck to a half. I'm not sure we even complete one trial. And D.C. is where Jack Smith is pushing the hardest. But I don't know that the media has focused enough on how debilitating the double body blows that he got in the past couple of days have been. I I don't even know that this case is going to go to trial at all based on what the Supreme Court may do. I would bet a massive amount of money that they are not going to start this trial on March 4th. I think the earliest they could start it is sometime now around June or July based on the, uh, the, the, the fact that the Supreme Court is going to be hearing this case, uh, having to do with the, uh, the Jan 6th uh, political prisoners. I think 367 of them charged with a Sarbanes Oxley era, uh, uh, basically trying to disrupt an official proceeding, which has been one of the key elements that they have charged people with for January 6th, that is the federal prosecutors, I'm down down to a half. If I were setting the over-under on completed trials, I don't think South Florida is going to get complete. It's in line behind uh, this one in uh, in D.C. I don't know that New York even matters, Buck. Uh, the, the Alvin Bragg like paperwork dispute, I don't think that one's going to happen because it's so weak. Even the most dyed-in-the-wool left-wingers in the country have looked at that and said, boy, I don't know that there's much to this one. And uh, and so I circle back around. Uh, Atlanta, I don't think it's way too complicated. I don't think Atlanta happens. I think it's either Jack Smith's case or bust, and, I, and I'm not sure that Jack Smith's going to get it done. I thought that, too. The only one that seemed, once the initial flurry or frenzy around the situations uh, of the indictments had Developed a little bit. We could see, you know, what was, what were the counts and what was the schedule the judge gave and that DC was the one that was likely. Here's why I think we're, we're all talking about this, folks. The next thing that comes to mind is the poll of swing states that's out yeah. that shows Trump up in all seven swing states. And I believe in most, if not all cases, beyond the margin of error. Yeah. So. There, there is a, there are a couple of possibilities here, and, and I don't want to pretend like I have the answer on this one. It's more of a, here's what I see. Um, and Clay, tell me if I'm leaving anything out or you see this differently. There is, the Democrats have just completely and utterly miscalculated. The biggest miscalculation since 2016 politically when they thought Donald Trump was going to be a layup for them, right? And, and when I mean miscalculated, I mean with the indictments. They figured the indictments would not only hurt Trump, but also would sink him when they got convictions. Well, if they can't get a conviction, they've made a big, big mistake here. That's one possibility. The Democrats basically have boxed themselves into a corner. You know, the enemy, so to speak, has made moves on the battlefield that could lead to, uh, you know, the annihilation of their forces. And, or there's something we're not seeing. And I, I don't want to be that guy who just... Sits here saying, oh, never underestimate them. But I guess I'm kind of saying that there's must be some ambush, some last minute change, some something that they are planning, because otherwise, if I'm a Democratic strategist sitting here looking at these numbers, I'm in full blown panic. I'm thinking to myself, if I'm somebody who believes that my White House job depends on Joe Biden. And when I say Biden, Biden, Kamala, same thing. That's the ticket. Biden stepping aside for Kamala has always been the 
that's still staying in the realm of what we have. That's not a major change-up, really, or I should say that's not a major um, surprise. What do you see? Am I missing something? Is there some yeah. possibility here we're not taking into account? Let me give those people all that data that came out this morning. This is from Bloomberg and Morning Consult. So, again, it's not like Donald Trump, Inc. <laughs> that, that released this poll. Wisconsin, Trump up four. Georgia, Trump up six. Michigan, Trump up four. Pennsylvania, Trump up two. Nevada, Trump up three. North Carolina, Trump up nine. And Arizona, Trump up four. So they pulled seven so-called swing states, and they found Trump leading in all seven. And if you're an electoral college map person out there, depending on how big the states are that he won, two of these states could get Trump in to office. Three of them almost guaranteed would. In other words, Biden won every one of these states except North Carolina. So these were a six to one. Biden won every close state in 2020. Now Trump is leading in all seven and he needs as few as only two of them to, again, depending, like if you got Pennsylvania and Michigan, you would win. Otherwise you might need a combo of three. So. To me, the I, I question left out, is, I left out one because I just well, the yeah. obvious one is too early to matter, right? Yes. That's the other, or too early to be definitive, etc. Any, you know, the people that are just saying too early, it's a year away. That's also a possibility. But the problem with that possibility is, I feel like it's too simplistic because, well, why, he's never been like this before. He's run twice yeah. before. He's never been here before. So what's different now? Something's different now, right? Yeah, I think that what's different is it's Biden. I don't think this is Trump. And for people out there who who say, "Oh, this is this is worthless," that at this time the polls in 2015 and 2019, right? So if you were saying, "Hey, we're going to do a poll in December of 2015, December of 2019," massively undercounted Trump support. So there's and and I'll open up the phones because people always want to give their conspiracy theories on oh this is what the polls are saying they're trying to do this and then they're going to do this like if all the polls are saying the same thing all of them then there probably is right now I think it's fair to say a very anti Biden take and the reason why I would say I think the polls may be more accurate Buck is there's no unknown everybody knows. Everything they need to know about Donald Trump, pro or con. Everybody out there knows everything they need to know about Joe Biden, pro or con. So we're not talking about an incumbent going up against a relatively unknown. For instance, I think the Nikki Haley numbers where she's beating Biden by like 14 or 15 points, I think Nikki Haley would beat Biden, but I don't think she would win by that much. I think a lot of people don't know Nikki Haley, and she hasn't been attacked on the national stage like she would be attacked if she were the nominee. They've thrown everything they can at Trump. I honestly think they've thrown everything they can at DeSantis. I, I don't I, think I that there's that much unknown quantity for either of those guys. I agree with the analysis that some put out there. Uh, Coulter wrote about this in her column this week, that if the Democrats could choose an opponent, I do think they, in many ways, would want to run against Nikki Haley. Um, because if you, I, I, I know the polls and these swing states and everything else, but that to me is, yeah, that's now wait until they've actually, she's never really been attacked. She's untested at the national level. 
She was U.S. ambassador to the United Nations, which I'm not going to lie. It's basically being on the cocktail party circuit. Okay. I've known some yeah. U.S. ambassadors to the U.N. It's not that exciting. So, and you know, governor South Carolina. Okay. But the whole Boeing South Carolina on the board thing. I mean, I'm just saying Nikki Haley's numbers are, this goes to your point, are the numbers of someone who has not been through the full blown assault of the Democrat apparatus. And yes. I think that they, they go, Oh, look at Nikki Haley. She's so far ahead. Yeah, just wait until they start hammering her on every network and every newspaper and going after her. And they've hammered Trump so much their wrists are falling off. You know what I mean? I mean, they can't hammer Trump any more than they've hammered him. So his numbers I mean, they're trying are to put numbers. him in prison for the rest of his life. There's literally nothing worse they can say about Trump than they once they compare you to Hitler and say that you're going like every negative thing is baked in on Trump. <laughs> well, so they say I mean they try to say he's worse than Hitler in some yes. ways. You go well, what's worse than Hitler? I mean, you yeah, know, like, this great is not point. even a thing. Uh, so I think that Trump is is locked in. And we'll open up phone lines because I do, every time I share a poll, people are like, well, this is all rigged. And I'm like, okay, but by who but, and for what, what end? Yeah. For what end? If it's rigged to push Biden out, why is it also, for anyone calling in, saying that Trump is going to going to win, you know, by this large margin? Because I assume people who think it's rigged to get Biden out think that Trump would beat Biden, and also that Trump is the most likely to win the general election of any candidate, right? So why, you know, if it was get Biden out and get, you know, Haley or DeSantis in, then I could understand the poll manipulation point. But unless somebody believes that their plan is to get Biden out and to get Trump in because he's easily beatable, the Trump trap, which we've talked about, but I, I've heard most people that call in and, and write us, they reject that theory. So, I mean, when I say most people, that's just, you know, reading the, the tea leaves of who's calling in and who's checking in and, and all the rest. Um, but there's some, there's something up now, man. I mean, and if it really is Biden, you know, okay, does, does Kamala do better than him? I don't think so. So that means they're stuck. And everyone who says, oh, it'll be some unity candidate or something. That's a huge, I mean, that really is throwing. 80 yards downfield, that's a big yeah. throw. But, you know, that's throwing it all the way down the field into triple coverage. I mean, that's a total yeah, Hail Mary. I mean, it's a, it would be a Hail Mary. I think that they may get that desperate. I mean, it's a break-the-glass scenario, right? And when I say break the glass, I mean, like, the fire extinguisher's on the wall, and you're like, hey, if we're going to go for that fire extinguisher, we got to break the glass. It's going to be a potential mess. That's how bad things are. I think Democrats are slowly recognizing things are really bad, and that's why I tie it in with, their salvation, I think, in their minds was, well, we're going to charge Trump with the crime, and that's going to change the political opinion. But if March 4th is not happening for Jack Smith, and I don't think it is, then they don't really have a salvation strategy. Well, th- this m- my thinking all along, you know, because we've been talking about all the numbers. The numbers showed very definitively a felony conviction for Trump changes the whole game the, the, in the polling scene at this point. Well, if they can't get that felony conviction because they can't get the trial done, now what for the left? Now yeah. what for the Democrats? And if they start, even if they started in like July or August, Buck, I think it's so late, it seems even more political than it does. In yeah, well, that, that's, early. I mean, it's already election interference, but that's, you know, a few steps away from just having like, uh, Democrat stormtroopers shut down the polling places in red states or something. I mean, that's really crazy to have him dragged through a trial. As the ballots are being counted. But I'm curious. I, I have yet to hear a conspiracy theory that makes sense or an analysis other than Biden is just super weak. I think the most likely outcome is here. People are not enamored of Biden and they may not love Trump, but they basically are deciding kind of anybody but Biden. 
Tunnel the Towers Foundation delivers on its promise to do good, never forget the sacrifices America's greatest heroes have made for us. Heroes who risk their lives to keep our communities and our country safe. Heroes like United States Marine Corps Captain and Pilot John Jeremy Sachs. He sustained fatal injuries when his military aircraft crashed during training, killing him and five other service members. He's remembered by loved ones as courageous, brilliant, and devoted to his career, family, and friends. Sachs is survived by his wife, Amber, who gave birth to their second daughter three months after his death. Tunnel of the Towers paid the mortgage on the family home for Amber and their two daughters. The foundations helped over a 1,000 military and first responder families navigate the worst of times by removing the burden of a mortgage payment. Our nation's heroes and their families need your help now more than ever. Join us in donating $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vix and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head and Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. Second hour of Clay and Buck kicks off now, and we're going to dive into an update here on the Israel-Hamas war. And uh, as you know, uh, this is reaching a phase where there are um, surrenders of uh, some considerable numbers of of Hamas terrorist uh, militants in Gaza. And it has not taken long at all, and I think this was anticipated, taken long for uh, the Biden administration to start speaking out of both sides of its mouth, if you will, uh, trying to trying to placate uh, both sides politically. I mean, here was the, the CNN story 
from uh, just about a day ago was rifts between Biden and Netanyahu spill into public view. Uh, you also have front page of the Washington Post right now. Images of stripped and humiliated Palestinians draw condemnation. And to this, I just want to say, I've seen the photos. Draw condemnation from whom? Who is going to be criticizing Israel on this issue that knows what they're talking about and understands the tactical realities on the ground and understands what it means to be fighting a war against a terrorist enemy that gives no quarter, plays by no rules, cares not at all about humanity or innocence or anything else. In fact, specifically tries to be as uh, as violent and murderous toward the civilian population as it can. Uh, I think it is worth noting for everyone that not only did the people of uh, Gaza vote for Hamas, when Hamas came in, they effectively murdered all their political rivals. Um, and uh, a hat tip to Douglas Murray for once again bringing that to the forefront, uh, that part of this conversation. But, Clay, let's just let's talk about this for a minute, because, I mean, I, I'm staring at the photo right now, and I saw a lot of this on social media. And certainly Biden as fair weather friend at best to Israel, we can get into that some more. It's not a surprise. They're worried about Michigan. They're worried about the far left of their party, um, which views this, as we've said, in simplistic racial terms, even though that's it's both morally wrong and factually inaccurate at the same time. Right. It's It's wrong on all counts. But I look at this photo and I, I see what's going on here. And, and the first two things that come to mind are, one, um, Hamas really is best known. Well, now it's best known for the October 7th attack and will be for decades to come or for as long as Hamas lasts, maybe only a few months to come. Um, but is best known for being uh, a terrorist entity that deploys suicide bombers and deploys suicide bombers. That was legit my first thought when I saw this was they're making sure that these guys are not loaded with explosives, right? Absolutely. I mean, if it's, if, if somebody has clothing on, they can, and you know, everybody who served in Iraq and Afghanistan knows S vest, right? That's what we used to call them, suicide vest. They could have a little bit of C4, some ball bearings or some just scrap metal and just bam and you know, you, people get killed. They, you know, they'll lose their sight because of getting blinded by the shrapnel. I mean, it's horrible, right? Why should Israeli soldiers take that chance? So part one, which Clay, you also, you also see immediately, the tactical reality is you've got to have them not clothed because these people will be suicide bombers. And we all know that that's how they will do things because they've shown it in the past and they still celebrate suicide bombers as martyrs or shaheed to, uh, to this day. The other part of this I have is, Israel takes prisoners. Yeah. Israel takes prisoners. If Israeli soldiers were surrounded by members of Hamas, there is an overwhelmingly high probability that they would be tortured, mutilated, and murdered, um, and perhaps raped as well. And the only reason they would keep them alive, as they have in the past, is so that they could trade them for other people. Uh, trade them, and Israel always will give, you know, a hundred to one, you know, huge, differential in how many they will trade to, to save lives versus what the Palestinians will do. Um, to me, this actually just shows that the Israelis fight a very different kind of war from Hamas. And it just makes, once again, people are condemning this. The Biden, Biden administration is condemning the clay. But I see this as more moral clarity because 
They actually take prisoners. They're going to feed them. They're going to give them medical care. They're not going to torture them. They're not going to execute them. I agree. And, and I say more power to, uh, Israel for doing this. And, and we should mention, unfortunately, as we sit here 11 days from Christmas, did you see this story that just has come out this morning? Hamas was planning to carry out terror attacks on Jewish groups in Europe, and they just, German police, I'm reading from uh, Daily Mail UK version, uh, German police today arrested three suspected members of Hamas in Berlin, accused of preparing an attack against Jewish targets in Europe. Three men, along with another subject, uh, suspect arrested in the Netherlands, were said to have begun preparing a weapons cake, uh, cache in the German capital, uh, in Berlin, where arms would be kept in a state of readiness, uh, for attacks against Jewish institutions in Europe. Uh, they were basically Hamas planning to go after Jewish people all over Europe. And I would suggest, Buck, and you would know better than me because you were involved in all sorts of things like this with the CIA. I would be stunned beyond belief if there are not Hamas organizations in the United States connected to Hamas where they are trying to plan their own version of these terror attacks in America right now. I hope our authorities catch them. But for people out there who say, oh, it's Israel, I'm not really concerned about what Hamas is doing, Hamas is wants to bring their attacks on Jews to our doorstep and Europe's doorstep as well. So again, that that news story just came out uh, of those four arrests in Europe with attacks planned on Jews there. So I, wouldn't you be stunned, Buck, if there aren't groups trying to plot to do something similar in the United States affiliated with Hamas and other terror organizations? So I think it's it's more like it's more likely that there would be groups allied with Hamas. Like Hezbollah is the one that comes to mind. Hezbollah has cells all over the world. That is a fact. It is well known. Hezbollah operates freely in the tri-border area of South America. Hezbollah has has connections to the uh, Mexican drug cartels. Uh, has connections to the, you know the Venezuelan government. Right? Hezbollah is a international terror actor, uh, and it has a, a level of sophistication and monetary support that means that it's a constant threat. Palestine, Hamas gets support from all these different groups. It's very difficult for Palestinians to travel. Um, so their ability to get anywhere is, is something of a challenge. Uh, it's very difficult for them to go internationally. So to me, it's more likely that Hezbollah, Hezbollah cells activated on behalf of the Palestinians than say a specific Hamas cell operating. And, and this is a likelihood thing. It's not saying that there's not a Hamas cell that could get through and there aren't Palestinians who would act in solidarity with Hamas or at the direction of them as a terrorist entity, but you know the the bigger concern for me is really remember Hamas is kind of the 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 tip of the spear used against Israel and the Jews, and then right you know the bigger entity behind them or tied to them is Hezbollah allied with them, and then the bigger entity behind that is Iran right. So this all goes back to Iran as the great state sponsor of of terror. Um and and while we're having this conversation about you bring up the risks of Hamas cell operating or Hamas engaging in terror attacks abroad. You know what they're, you know what they're saying over at Morning Joe Clay? Did you see this? Who's, who's responsible? Look at how long it took for the complete moral perversion here to be a, uh, talking point on television. This was on the Morning Joe show. He says, well, I will, I'll let you hear it from him. This is cut 24. Uh, play this. Here he is 
casting blame on Benjamin Netanyahu for October 7th. You have a guy that allowed this to happen. It was on his watch. He asked Doha to fund Hamas. His government waited eight hours to, to, to go down and answer the calls of women being raped and children being gunned down. And he's saying, oh, well, we got to get through the war. No, he's incompetent. And the Israelis don't even like him. They want him out. The question is, when are they going to get the guy responsible for the worst killing of Jews since the Holocaust out and bring in responsible leadership that the United States can work with? I'm just going to, I mean, that is truly insane. Yes. I, we, we use that word sometimes, but that is get rid of the guy responsible for the most Jews being killed since the Holocaust, and it's the Prime Minister of Israel, the not just the Prime Minister of Israel, for many years, by the way, a decorated veteran of the IDF who lost his brother at the Entebbe raid, a guy who's devoted his life. Say what you will about Netanyahu. I'm not saying the guy's perfect, but the guy's an Israeli patriot. You're blaming him for this? I mean, could you imagine if in America, Clay, after 9-11, someone said, you know who we have to go find? The real perpetrator of 9-11, George W. Bush. I mean, people look at you like you're completely out of your mind. I think you can take it out of the terror realm. Imagine Joe Scarborough said after a woman was brutally raped, you know who's responsible for the rape? The woman. He would lose his job immediately, right? I mean, this is this is deranged opinion from Joe Scarborough that the leader of a country is responsible for the awful terror attack perpetrated upon them? Again, just take it outside of the terror attack analogy. If Joe Scarborough said, oh, you know, that woman, she should have known better. She shouldn't have been out after midnight. She's the reason she got raped. He would the blame the victim strategy is what I'm pointing to. He would immediately lose his job. And here he's blaming the president of a country for over 1,200 people being slaughtered in a terror attack and saying that he's responsible for it? No, no. The person who does the violent crime is responsible for the violent crime. No one else. If Hamas didn't engage in the most brutal terror attack since the Holocaust, Netanyahu wouldn't be at war with Hamas right now. Hamas caused all of this. The violent predators caused the violent predator, predation. And so I should, I, I probably shouldn't be surprised that you're going to try to shift the blame and say, oh, Israel's responsible now for what happened to them. Because what? This would be a great question for Joe Scarborough if he were ever brave enough to actually come on a show like this. So you think what? That Netanyahu should have attacked Hamas and wiped them out before Hamas attacked Israel? Do you know what Joe Scarborough would have said if Netanyahu had opened up attacks mm-hmm. on Hamas to try to prevent an attack like this? Oh, Israel's the aggressor. This is completely unacceptable. So I would just love for Joe Scarborough to explain to me what he believes Benjamin Netanyahu should have done that would make Netanyahu not responsible for this. Because if Netanyahu had attacked in an earlier raid... Hamas, because he believed they were about to be attacking uh, Israel, then people like Joe Scarborough would have gone on and said, look at all these innocent dead people in Gaza. This blood is all on Benjamin Netanyahu's hands. Look look at how, look at what a, what a quizzling Scarborough and his little table of cronies are. The man responsible for the October 7th atrocity is Benjamin Netanyahu. You heard his words. I played his words. 
He's responsible for it. This is how morally obtuse the mainstream Democrat Party is on this issue. This is how they're willing to bend the knee to wokeness and race obsession and the pretense that, oh, they care so much about the lives lost in Gaza. And all these people, what about all the lives lost in Gaza? Ask anyone who ever brings that to you, anyone who ever takes that position, how many lives have been lost in the Yemeni civil war in the last decade? Murdered, raped, killed in bombings. Now, how many, how many have been lost in the Yemeni civil war? They will have no idea. And you can tell them, well, it's a couple of hundred thousand. Not 10,000, which is what they're saying in Gaza, or 14,000. It's a few hundred thousand Muslim lives lost. Where are all the protests? Oh, it's Muslims killing them. So, you know, the UN doesn't, doesn't care. It's brown the skin people don't killing care. brown skin people. The rules don't apply. That's right. When two brown skin people kill each other, right? That's Same thing, sadly. Right. I mean, that's the identity politics rules of America. The black murder rate's gone through the roof in post COVID. Nobody cares. Yeah, that's so true. Um, we'll take some of your calls here coming up in just a moment, 800-282-2882. You know, you've worked tirelessly to build your retirement savings. You deserve an investment that delivers consistent returns without compromising your financial security. Phoenix Capital Group wants to help fuel your growth. You can invest in their corporate bonds through your 401k and IRA to start earning tax-deferred annual returns ranging from 9 to 13%. There are multiple options with different rates and terms to choose from. Phoenix Capital Group is providing investors a new high-yield option investing in domestic energy assets. Start earning these high yields and learn more about multiple offerings today at phxonair.com. Learn more by downloading the free investment packet at phxonair.com. 9 to 13% annual interest is possible for qualified investors. Go check this out. Before making investment decisions, you should carefully consider and review all risks involved. But please join me. I'm a Phoenix Capital Group investor. I think you should be too phxonair.com today. One truth revealed after another. Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton. Welcome back in. Hour number three, Thursday edition of the program. Want to encourage all of you to make sure that you download the podcast. Go subscribe. Clay, Travis, Buck Sexton show. You can give us five stars while you are there. And you can also get the fabulous work of Tudor Dixon, Carol Markowitz, and more to come in the 2024 calendar year if you want to make sure that you don't miss a moment. As many of you, along with me, will be traveling during the holiday season. That way, you will ensure that you don't miss anything, including our good friend Michael Berry, who will be hosting from down at our monster affiliate in the Houston area, Michael Berry. We'll have the show during the week of Christmas, and we thank him for taking care of that. The Czar of Talk and our good yes. buddy does a great, a great show. So be sure you tune in when he's uh, guest hosting. No doubt, absolutely fantastic. Um, I, Buck, I, I was going to talk about the fact that we're a month and a day away from Iowa because I do find that fascinating. But as I'm looking down, our our staff just found a couple of clips that I wanted to play uh for both of you uh both of you for all of you hope the hopefully more than buck and my mom listening um uh I think what we have entered into as we prepare for 2024 is an era of lying that we have never really seen before for media propagandists and it's one thing to say, hey, because you could make this argument. I don't think Joe Biden should be impeached because 
I think impeachable offenses should be reserved for the highest level of crimes and misdemeanors. And whatever Joe Biden did, in your mind, does not rise to that level. I think you could say it as a reasonable person about a variety of different political scandals over the last 50 years in America that we want to reserve impeachment for the absolute worst scandal. Certainly Democrats didn't do that. They impeached Donald Trump for asking on a phone call about the corruption that we now know was involved in Hunter Biden getting on the Burisma board for Ukraine. So the standard that Democrats have put forward for impeachment is incredibly low. Certainly Joe Biden would exceed that. But I wanted to play uh, a couple of cuts that have to do First, from our friends at The View, Anna Navarro, who is ostensibly, I think, still... Is she still a Republican, Buck? Like, I know she's been a Republican in the past. ...ever stood for as an adult, and you totally switch sides, and you attack all your former friends. To really make it as slimy as possible, Clay, you got to say you're an independent. That's what they do. Okay. Because if they just go full turncoat, you know what I mean? This is the this is the way that, that it goes. Here's what Anna Navarro said on The View. She said what Republicans are trying to focus on with Joe Biden and what they're trying to impeach him for is just being a really good father. Listen to cut 23. Joe Biden's crime is being Hunter Biden's father and being Hunter Biden's very loving father, very good father, very supportive father. Look. Did he use his last name to make money? To Did he monetize on Joe Biden's last name? Yes, he did. That's not a crime. Did Hunter Biden cheat on his taxes? Yes, he did. So he has admitted it. He paid it back. Paid back. He paid it back with $600,000 penalty. 15% of Americans cheat on their taxes. Say so that again. 15.5% of Americans cheat on their taxes. And you know how many get prosecuted? Less than one percent. Okay, first of all, this is so dumb, Buck. There's a cheating on your taxes. This is the argument that that I think is important to note. 15% of Americans don't fail to file a tax return. Even imbeciles file tax returns. Hunter Biden did not file a tax return in 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, I believe 19. Really? He didn't get charged more than I thought. Yeah. He didn't get, I think I'm accurate on that. Team, look it up. He didn't get charged at all or even made to repay all of the taxes that he cheated on. I think it was for the 2014, 2015 years, but it might have been 2013, 2014. The two years that they walled off. So again, when they say people are cheating on their taxes, I think to a large extent that is a disagreement about which taxes are owed. And the IRS and you can go back and forth. You can get audited like I am. The IRS came to me, Buck, and said I owed $39.75 in extra taxes in 2021, which I paid $39.75. I can't even go to Chick-fil-A for what they said I owe them in back taxes. I cut the check. I think I made it for $39.76 just to make sure that I had covered all the bases, maybe get a one-cent refund there. Um That's not at all what's going on. And people are not charging Joe Biden with being a good dad. You see the crowd cheer like, oh, yeah, they're after him. No, no. Joe Biden, it appears, based on a lot of evidence, allowed his son to engage in representation of America's 
biggest geopolitical adversaries and or flashpoints, get paid tens of millions of dollars, maybe get some of that money to him. Because nobody's talking about the fact that Hunter Biden withdrew $2,000 in cash every day for multiple years. Think about how hard that is to do. Everybody out there listening, how many of you have ever even withdrawn $2,000 in cash from an ATM? Much less do it every day. I think there's a possibility Hunter's given his dad cash because it's hard to track. But $2,000 a day for years, hookers getting paid, everybody else. Nobody's coming after Joe Biden because he's a dad. That's It's just a lie. And certainly so, they're not coming after him because he's a good dad. This is something along the lines of... uh plausible deniability for the Demo- the standard Democrat voter. And what it is, what it's turned into is this allows them to say, okay, Hunter Biden broke the law fine, but it's sad. He deserves our sympathy. And, in fact, he's only being prosecuted for political reasons because why did they lapse on all these other charges? And it has nothing to do with Joe Biden. And that's what really matters. This is the line, right? This is what they can, because so simultaneously, there's going to be a massive cognitive dissonance with, oh, it's, it's so terrible they're in a hundred Biden. The four indictments of Trump, however, are totally on the up and up, and those are just law and order and not political at all. You have to have a problem in the, the core functioning of your brain to think that those two things are true at the same time. There is a real cognitive dissonance that they're going to have to embrace. But Clay, this just creates a narrative. It's like I, it's like I said at the start, what a lie a lot over and over again. That's the and strategy. Even Ana Navarro there saying he paid his back taxes. No, he didn't. A Biden crony, uh, lawyer in Hollywood paid the back taxes for Hunter and now Hunter's paying it back with his finger paintings. One of the funniest things from Hunter Biden's, uh, uh, discussion yesterday, I thought Buck was, and maybe we can just pull this, this sentence. Hunter said, my dad was never involved in my business ventures or my artwork. And I'm like, come on. Well, he was trying, I do think he was trying to be funny with that. Yeah, he was trying to be. But I mean, it is funny to think like, oh yeah, like uh, he's getting $500,000 for, as you've said, I think accurately his finger paintings. All right. That was one clip. Here's the other clip. Cause I, I think we have to keep hammering this home. The NAACP said that people want Claudine Gay, the president of Harvard University, held responsible for her plagiarism and her inadequate defense of Jewish people on campus because they are white supremacists. And I thought maybe this is just the NAACP. The reality is, no, 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 accuracies. She said also, this is all about racist propaganda campaigns. Listen to Cut 26. When you think about the fact that Harvard, this nation's oldest university, had about a 370-year explicit racial quota of only hiring white men to be the president, it's laughable to think that the first ever black woman following that unbroken line of white racial quotas is the one who's unqualified. I mean, this is kind of the beauty of how racism works. If you are black and you don't achieve, if you don't succeed at the highest echelon, it's because you're lazy and you're not smart enough. If you do achieve and you do succeed and you do rise to the top of your profession, it's because you didn't deserve it. So as uh, Toni Morrison said, this is all really a distraction. Um, Chris Rufo is, is not a serious person. Oh, he's definitely a serious person. Start with that. Oh, hold on. Also, one. Toni Morrison's been dead for a long time, right? The Nobel Prize know. laureate? Yeah, she's a great writer. But Toni Morrison didn't comment on anything having to do with 
with the Harvard, unless she came back from the dead. Toni Morrison is a Nobel Prize winning cool. author, very talented. But she did not comment, as Toni Morrison said, what, she came back from the dead and commented on the contrary? Also, white woman at Penn lost her job. Was that racism? Uh, white woman at MIT still has her job. Uh, Two contradictory ideas in your head at the same time and believing somehow that they're both true, even though they contradict each other. And we have yet another example of this here. Nicole Hannah-Jones, when she says the the point about a black woman earning you know, her position at, say, Harvard or a very senior and prominent post, okay, um, if you ask Nicole Hannah-Jones, should we have affirmative action where we change standards and, and change test scores and change academic requirements for professors and scholars, she will say absolutely. So in this, in the same, you know, the same individual, this is the cognitive dissonance point. They will say, change the standards to elevate certain people. And then when you say, okay, so you're changing the standards to elevate those people, they say, no, that's racist. How dare you? Can't be both. You're either changing the standards to help or you're not. And also at some point, don't we just have to be responsible for what we do instead of what people did? hundreds or thousands of years ago i just i'm sorry i was born in 1979 buck what year were you born 81 82 81 yeah okay so you're 81 you're about to have a birthday i think right i i am i'm getting yeah. up there buddy. happy early happy early birthday so i'm I, 79 I'm at the point where i start to forget my age actually yeah you know i mean i'm like i don't really pay close attention uh 79 81 i legitimately believe this is true I think anybody your or mine's rough age has had an equal chance at success in America. Now, everybody doesn't start the same place, right? Because the actual best privilege anyone can have, beyond a shadow of a doubt, two parents, right? If you're fortunate enough to grow up in a household, the data reflects, with both of your parents married, then you are getting a head start. No doubt about that. Your parents both married. They both have incomes. They both work uh, and or one stays home, whatever. You got a two-parent household, you have a huge advantage. I legitimately do not believe, based on my entire life, I was a public school kid, K through 12, Nashville, Tennessee. I don't think anybody around my age that race impacted whether or not you were successful. I legitimately one billion percent believe that. And I actually think if you do believe that race impacted whether you were successful or not, that you are likely to have benefited from affirmative action, that your race has elevated you to a level that you would not have attained but for affirmative action. I I think that 100%. And I would love to hear someone explain why I'm wrong When right now in America today, the stat that no one can overcome, you say it to a left-winger, their face breaks, basically. I'll give you two. One, Asian men and women out-earn anybody in the United States of America. If this were a racist country, how would that be possible? Second, immigrants from African countries within a generation out-earn white people in America. If America were a racist country, how would both of those things be true? That would be awfully difficult to accomplish in a racist country. Now, if you want to argue in the 1930s, in the 1940s, certainly in the 1850s, 
that America was a racist country? Yes, but the whole world was racist. But why not focus on what's going on in America today as opposed to what happened hundreds of years ago or outside the lifetime of the vast majority of Americans? The average American today, Buck, is 34. I believe that's correct. The average American was born in, like, 1986. A lot of you out there remember 1986 pretty well. Do you think 1986 to now, do you think America has been a country that's steeped in awful racism? Of course it isn't. And that's why the eternal lie, the foundational lie that's being sold right now, is that America is a fundamentally racist country. It's just not. It's not even close. Maybe the least racist country in the entire world. I agree. Um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I got to spend time with Dutch Mendenhall. He's the co-founder and CEO of Rad Diversified, and he's creating opportunities for investors to learn about and take part in alternative investments that are meant to create wealth and allow you to enjoy the American dream on your terms. Dutch earned my trust, so I actually chose to make an investment myself with Rad Diversified's help. And Dutch and I spent time together on stage over a three-day weekend with hundreds of people that came out in Tampa. Tucker Carlson was a keynote speaker. My friend Lisa Booth from Fox News and so many others joined the conversation. Dutch had a good 2023. He became an author and wrote a book titled Money Shackles. He takes on the topic of carrying debt. That's Dutch's phrase for it, money shackles, car loan, home loan, school loan. Well, Dutch gives you his strategies on how to use debt to your advantage. Dutch is on a mission. He wants you to understand the future of alternative investments. Get ready for the redefined American dream with the book Money Shackles. Learn more at rad, I'm sorry, therad.com. That's T-H-E-R-A-D, therad, therad.com. Break free from your money shackles today. The supply chain of smarts, sanity, and truth. Uninterrupted. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. I wanted to thank everyone out there as we come up near the end of 2023 and get ready for what will certainly be an absolutely bonkers 2024. Both Buck and myself have had an awesome time hanging out with you and 
it's nice to see that uh, we are being well received here as we're coming into what year next year will be year number four, not the full year, but we started in 21. We'll be entering in the fourth year, obviously behind these microphones. Uh, and Barrett News Media has a big industry poll that they do of the best news radio shows. And, you know, I hate to brag and draw attention to myself, as all of you out there listening know, and as Buck has certainly learned, we were number one. So uh, that's pretty great. Sean Hannity was number two. So a lot of you are listening to us and Sean. Sean, I'm not sure if he has Wi-Fi on his uh, new private jet, so he may or may not have seen this yet. So I think he'll probably... Uh, do fine here as, uh, I saw DeSantis come out and say, Hey, Sean Hannity's the best at hosting debates. Uh, we want to do a debate with, uh, with Nikki Haley in, in all seriousness. Sean's in the same studio with us in New York. He's phenomenal. Uh, and I think this is a credit to the work of Julie Talbot, but they've got us one, Sean two, and in third place, Glenn Beck. Uh, and that is the morning through the afternoon. And then they've got our friend Jesse Kelly. Uh, at eight. So the lineup that many of you are hearing distributed by Premier Radio, uh, our boss, Julie Talbot's done a fabulous job. We're excited to have this opportunity. Um, and, uh, to see one, two, three, us, Hannity, and then Glenn Beck is, uh, is pretty awesome. And we're having fun. And I think hopefully only the best still to come, Buck, 24 is going to be potentially the wildest election year combined with everything else that truly any of us have lived through. And we can't wait to spend three hours every day with all of you throughout what is going to be a bonkers 2024. Thank you all for listening and for uh, giving us a, a shot, obviously trying to uh, follow in the steps of, of the greatest of all time is, is a major task. And as I'm fond of saying, nobody can fill Russia's shoes. But Clay hopped into one shoe, I hopped into the other, and we're moving as fast as we can for uh, the benefit of this audience and doing the best job we can every day. So it's very gratifying to uh, get a little shout-out. And, um, you know, we just think, uh, despite what our friend Jesse Kelly says, we are humbled by this. We are humble, <laughs> not the opposite of humble. Uh We'll take some of your calls, 800-282-2882, when we come back. Uh, a lot of you are going to be like me traveling during the holiday season and if you got pure talk which we do in this household they can take care of you all over the country and indeed around the world and they can save the average size family almost a thousand dollars a year plans starting at just 20 bucks a month with pure talk you're on america's most dependable 5g network coverage second to none switch to pure talk a veteran-owned wireless company with simply the best u.s customer service team and, like I said, international roaming now to over 30 countries. How do you get signed up? From your cell phone, dial pound 250, say the keywords Clay and Buck to make the switch, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck to start saving on wireless now. That is pound 250, get hooked up in a big way from your cell phone with the keywords Clay and Buck. Do it today. Save $1,000 in the process. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. 
Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation supports America's greatest heroes, our service members, and first responders who die or are severely injured in the line of duty, as well as homeless veterans. These are heroes we all owe a debt of gratitude to. The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responders, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs honor the sacrifices made for us. We're honoring the men and women who risk their lives and bodies for our country and our communities. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America with over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Not to mention there are dozens of golf outings and barbecues. The Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute educates kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day while helping our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. An official message from Medicare. A new law is helping me save more money on prescription drug costs. Maybe you can save too. With Medicare's Extra Help program, my premium is zero and my out-of-pocket costs are low. Who should apply? Single people making less than $23,000 a year or married couples who make less than $31,000 a year. Even if you don't think you qualify, it pays to find out. Go to ssa.gov extrahelp extra help. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services.